Welcome to Mangata Podcast, a podcast by the wandering for the wandering. Hi, I'm Yunis. Hi, I'm Jessie. And today we'll be having a relatively controversial discussion on vegan lifestyle and plastic packaging. So if you guys have been following our podcast or listening along, then you probably know that both Eunice and I serve. So being two people who rely heavily on the gift of nature, we two of us are well aware of the significance of being environmentally friendly. And we are also very pleased to see an increasing awareness of um, sustainability and the deeper realization of we only have one earth. However, Um, today we'll be, we are not going to advocate the lifestyle that are traditionally considered by the society as environmentally friendly, i.e. complying a vegan lifestyle and uh, replacing all the plastic packaging in your life with other alternatives. And instead, um, we will be touching upon these two topics in perspectives that you may or may not aware of, as in there are some underlying loopholes of complying a vegan lifestyle or replacing all plastic packagings in your life. And they may not be as beneficial as you think. So Eunice, have you considered being a vegan? Let's talk about vegan lifestyle first. Wait, so personally, I... I did try to see like what being a vegan meant. So I personally wanted to go on a diet. I, I heard like people were saying, oh, you can actually be vegan to eat healthier, you know, um, actually lose weight because it's a little bit lighter to eat those kinds of things. But like, it's so hard to actually look for um, alternatives, especially I think here in the Philippines, although there are some, right? Mm. There are some, we actually have this like little grocery Um, it's like a very small shop that they only carry vegan um, stuff, but it's mm. quite far from my house. But I enjoy going there. Like um, there are times that I, I want to get like the coconut yogurt. I think being vegan is very, very difficult. You're basically cutting out so much of what's normally available. Mm. Uh, and you have to actively be conscious about like what you eat. Uh, how things are prepared because like you can't have anything that has dairy so like that means no butter <laughs> no butter no anything else I'm sorry yeah. I mean I tried okay I tried I tried researching um and the one thing that I noticed when I was doing my research before about trying to be vegan and why I thought it was not something that I could sustain for my own lifestyle I mean mm. I I salute those people who can be vegan to be honest mm. it's because from what i've read it's really really difficult um, so one thing is that um the nutrition um balance is very difficult to achieve because like you need to be able to find like good sources of protein you need to be able to find good sources of different kinds of vitamins that are not usually available in most fruits and vegetables so you really need to actively check like how much should you actually eat of certain beans or like lentils those yeah. are pretty good um, alternatives to like having a vegan lifestyle because like eat it with rice at least you can still eat rice that's the best part <laughs> <laughs> oh my god how asian are we at least we can still eat rice i mean i mean 
Why I'm a hundred? We're we're a hundred percent Asian. Yeah, we're hundred Asians, <laughs> but we so, definitely fall into the stereotype. We all eat rice. Yes, yeah, I mean, I, I need I need rice. I mean, I need yeah. rice. I need noodles. That so yeah. that's one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Noodles is very challenging because like some noodles you 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 make with egg. Really? That I didn't know you're off. Really? Not all. I mean, not all noodles oh. have egg, but. There are some noodles that uses egg. Um, there are some food. Like, for example, I love mushrooms. I'm sorry if anyone doesn't like mushrooms, but I love mushrooms. So that's like a good alternative for me to have something for anything that I want to be more vegan or vegetarian about in a meal. Mm. So what I do now, I just try here and there like for some options. Like, oh, if, if there's a vegan option and I do like it, I will choose it. What about you? Have you tried or do you even want to try Okay, fun fact. Uh, the first time I actually did really deep into vegan or a plant-based diet was when I was actually bartending in a vegan restaurant. It has some purely very healthy steamed vegetable platters, but also at the same time, they have um, some really deep fried fake meat product to kind of entertain those people who comply a vegan diet out of say environmental conscious. Um, I did some research, right? Like, because to validate my point of how fake meat might not necessarily be, might not be necessarily healthy. I did some research on numbers. The fake meats contain on average more salt than the real meat. Like say 0.89 gram per serving as against of um, 0.75 gram. It's just like there's a nutrition fact um, when you are actually on board onto a plant-based diet is that you really have to watch out for what um, extra stuff plant-based diet can add on to your normal diet and what is has been taken away right like there are proven records that um, iron and vitamin b can be taken away from your normal diet it's like a game of seesaw right like when you weigh heavily on one end and then the other the other end of the seesaw will naturally just go up right so it's really about like balancing yeah it's not exactly balanced if for example you try to it's very hard. I think it's also a quiet taste sometimes with, with regards to like vegan items that are made and sold, like packaged for people to eat. Like if mm. you make your own, I guess that's something that's better. Mm. You can kind of control what kind of stuff you put into the vegan meat that you want to eat. But if it's like already pre-processed and packaged and like sold in 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 grocery stores and things like that it it has an acquired taste like i tried a bunch of different alternatives that were available in the vegan grocery it just it just doesn't doesn't taste the same <laughs> do you think it's like a placebo effect because we already knew it's fakey so unconscious- um, no i i think i think it's just for me it really just was the taste it's just probably the seasoning that i don't like I have seen um, New Yorkers, a lot of them, they do like vegan diet. I don't want to say there's anything wrong about it, but I do want to point out that um, think before you adopt a vegan diet, you really have to know where you're consuming, like what food source you're consuming. Try having a balanced diet, which I think like a balanced food diet is more significant to your own like health as well as um, to other things as well even though I'm not a good person like I, I wouldn't say I'm doing well on a 
fast diet. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is like super hard. Um, I think I, I, I think, think yeah. I yeah. mean, I get I guess I get what you're saying. Like, uh, <laughs> in terms of, like shifting to a vegan diet, right? It's yeah. much more important that you try to also make sure that you have an a good balanced vegan diet. If you do go to veganism or vegetarianism, it's important that you do try to balance it out. Consider different alternative sources and not just a single source. Because that way, at least you get almost all the nutrients that you would need. And you also won't be like overdosing on a certain nutrient that could potentially be bad for you in the long run. I don't think I'm, I'm also like a good example for having like a healthy diet. I thought you mentioned you what you have your own nutritionist and you I did, I did, I did. Um, but what he does is it depends on how your lifestyle is. Like, what can you do mm. as a person in terms of your own lifestyle? Like, if you can meal prep, then that's very good because at least that way. You can control your own portions. You know what kind of food you need to be able to balance things out. But he'll basically just guide you through the entire thing. But he has this really interesting thing um called meal patterns that it's very easy for me to follow because it's kind of like kind of like baby proofing things. So if you need X number or X grams of protein, you just need to eat this much of cooked meat. You just have to weigh your food, basically. You have to weigh your food. How much cooked meat are you going to eat? Or how much protein do you have? And then, depending on how that meat is cooked, if it's, for example, if it's steamed, then it's low fat. If it's fried, then it's high fat. So depending on how the meat was prepared, then you start counting, oh, how much carbs do you actually need? Do you only eat like a cup of rice, half cup of rice, or half cup of vegetables, one fruit, plus basically depends on that. So the less fat that you have for your meat, the more carbs and things that you can actually have on the side because that's mm. also a, another source of fat from your rice, from your veggies and things like that. But of course, he doesn't really advocate, like um, this coach doesn't really advocate like, oh, if you um, if you have cravings, uh, try to identify first like what's triggering the craving. Mm. Mm. Um, and see if it's something that you can if it's a very specific craving like mm. you really need it to be this brand of food right if you're very specific yeah if you're very specific about your craving says just give in like just get it because you're not gonna right. get satisfied anyway if you try some other alternative you're still gonna crave for it just just go for it count the calories and offset it probably for the week or something like that as long as mm. you still average out the same amount of food uh, for the entire week then it should be fine but if for example you just have like a very general generic kind of craving like oh i'm just craving for something sweet or something salty but you're not really looking for a specific food then there for that kind of craving you can definitely try to see if you if you can find like healthier alternatives to just Mm. satisfy that craving as long as you can get the sugar fix or like the sweetness taste in your mouth kind of like that Mm. right so that's that's like how he approaches things and it's been pretty good for me because personally I can't meal prep I cannot do I cannot plan my meals ahead of time because I eat with my family so it really <laughs> depends on like what 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 food do we have at home okay we'll just eat that so it's it's really, the meal patterns help right um but going back to like how to actually have like a balanced diet it really depends on like how can you 
fit that into your own personal lifestyle. Right? Yeah. So it's but really honest, challenging. I mean, if you do delivery, right now, like the options for delivery is just like so much. So I guess if you want to offer a very healthy diet, basically you can. It's really about like self-discipline. Like, but talking about deliveries, right? One thing I've noticed is that Every time I receive these deliveries, they are usually they usually come in paper bags, and usually most of the time they are double bagged because when you yes. order like say soups or coffee and stuff, there's this um, underlying risk of um, you know those delivery people might spills. yeah feel, yeah yeah spills and everything will come out. And you know how remember you remember in like back in New York, like each grocery store they don't use uh, plastic bag anymore. Like they would opt for paper bags, paper bags or some places they would charge like 50 cents for paper bags, but they don't give you the plastic bag. I don't know if you yeah. remember that. Yeah, I mean, we, we do have those kinds of things here too. It really depends on the city. Sometimes like it's it's more localized rather than like um national kind of thing. So um in some cities, like if we were to go to grocery, to like a bigger grocery store that's like not in, in our own city, we would actually have to either bring boxes <laughs> bring oh. boxes like uh, um so no what what the grocery stores do is that instead of giving people paper bags or um plastic bags they charge for the plastic bag if you want plastic bags um but if you buy a lot of things what they do is they take you know how all of the food in or all of the things in the grocery store they usually come in big boxes right so they take those boxes that they have from the products that they display. So it's, they're already on display. People buy them in retail. They use the boxes. They cut it up in half so that you can use the boxes to bring things home. Mm. So that way, that way, at least you're reusing the packaging, which is yeah. pretty nice. But there are certain places that give you like double down paper bags also because like, of course, you need to carry heavy stuff. You need them to be doubled or else it's going to break and like everything's just gonna fall down i know i don't know i've i've also like watched a lot of a lot of things about like plastic packaging or like this this whole fight or ban against plastic how it's bad for you or bad for the ocean bad for the earth right uh we're using so much single-use plastic things that we need to actually reduce it so that we don't keep throwing the trash into the ocean um polluting the ocean and like killing off the animals because they they can't really, they don't they can't really differentiate those kinds of items like as you said like those the, these strategies kind of like have loopholes to them mm. in terms of like it's just a give it it's kind of like choosing it's like trying to choose a lesser evil maybe mm. kind of thing because for plastics yes uh they're not exactly biodegradable they're not recyc- are they recyclable some of them some are of them. right yeah, yeah. some of them are right depends on what kind of plastic you're using uh, but some of them probably will stay in the in our earth in the trash dumps for like thousands of years, hundreds of years. So it's basically just generating endless greenhouse gases. So that's probably why they they think that we should reduce so that we could reduce our trashes trash and actually just try to um improve on reducing the amount of greenhouse gases that we generate. But at the same time, you cut trees for paper. <laughs> Yeah, and trees take what? How long to to grow? Yeah, so, I think several two digits. I think yeah, it, it takes it takes a long time for trees to grow, and then we cut them down in bulk and like use them up in bulk. So it's like, 
how many plants, how many trees do you have to plant to be able to actually make more paper? I guess the question there is like, it's actually a little bit better if you use paper because at least that one, it's easier to, it's biodegradable, it doesn't stay too long. So once it's degraded, decomposed, then it goes back to the earth. So it doesn't really generate too much, right, in the long run. But there are two things that I think you pointed out just now being environmental friendly. The first one is reuse. I think reuse the plastic as many as possible. Or say reuse whatever you have as many times um, as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but see the thing is, um, I read some numbers and um, the fact is you actually have to reuse paper bags at least three times to draw equivalence of using uh, of um, the equivalence of less harmful to the planet. But see, the thing is, like, the quality of a paper bag may not be sustainable enough to be carried through to four times. Um, so yeah. so that's um, the concern that uh, most of the people are having at the moment. Some people after, like you mentioned, uh, what is really harmful to the planet is actually the single-use plastic bags, right? But I don't know about you, but like I, if I have the plastic bag, I usually use it for other stuff, say like using it as like a trash bag or garbage yep. bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that that's because those grocery stores, um, they ban the whole plastic grocery bag. This actually increased consumption of garbage bag, which is a lot worse than the normal, than the normal plastic grocery bags because garbage bags are a lot thicker. Mm-hmm. Mm, than yeah. uh, plastic uh, than or say typical like shopping bags so statistics have shown that about like 30 percent of the plastic that was eliminated by the plastic grocery shop ban comes back in the form of thicker garbage bags i think the whole concept is really not about completely cutting out of uh, plastic bags but just to reuse what you have with you mm-hmm. like for example canvas bag like canvas total bag right like a lot mm. of environmental friendly people they use kind of the bag uh, but the number might be a little bit alarming is that um, you kind of have to reuse a cotton bag at least 131 times before it's better for climate change than using a plastic grocery bag once but that's pretty intense like that's a big number but yeah. i guess if you consider like if you probably keep using the bag every single day to carry your things to to go grocery shopping or at least go to the market 131 times is not it's not that much i guess <laughs> if you use it every day yeah but yeah, so. but it's really the the consciousness of carrying the tote bag every time to go to when you go to a supermarket mm-hmm. and just or just be, just go anywhere it. actually yeah yeah, exactly. And that's one thing, right? You're using. And the second thing is really a reduction. The whole conversation we talk about um, environmental friendly, or say how people perceive the whole environmentally friendly lifestyle, they kind of perceive it as in like, oh, either plastic or paper. There's not such way as like, what is a better alternative? It's really about like, just simply putting them down. Yeah, it's, <laughs> just it's like it. down. Like what I said earlier about what's the lesser evil, like which one would actually help the environment a little bit more in the long run. Because I think everything has that environmental impact anyway. Mm. Uh, we just have to, there, someone has to do the numbers. 
like like we're, we're made data freak. yeah we're, i know like data too. scientists and like we don't we're even, just like we're just hell? too sick of the data we why, we why are we in our life maybe maybe that should be like our next project and do a data science project of like how um, si- it's more of like a simulation right other than yeah. a data science oh whatever i want to work right now but yeah i mean I don't know. Personally, what I do with regards to reducing um, waste is like sometimes I try to be conscious about it. Like if I have a bag um, and that bag can fit the things that I buy, that doesn't have to be groceries and things like that. For example, if I go to get coffee, uh, I'll probably just give my tumbler. Like I'll use my tumbler to have them put the coffee in there. At least that reduces my usage of any kind of like paper cups or plastic cups so that's how i try to reduce certain stuff i I don't know how much of an impact that actually makes but yeah i think reducing is much more that's why there's the three r's is reduce reuse and recycle right Mm -hmm. that's why reduce is the first one out of the three r words is because that's the priority we try to reduce using it if we cannot reduce it uh, we try to reuse it if it's possible and then if it's person it really cannot be reduced or it cannot be reused, we recycle. But mm. recycling here is hard. We don't have I don't know. I'm not aware of like proper recycling plants here in the Philippines. Like we don't have like a recycling center as like when I was living in the US, uh we would have a bin for plastic bottles and things, and then a, a bin for paper stuff. So whenever we eat anything or whenever you take things out of the packaging, we have to put them back into those bins and like yeah. be weak, right? Someone yeah. someone brings them to the recycling. I'm like, how come we don't have those kinds of things here? But then yeah. I also watched this um this documentary that recycling actually also generates a lot of greenhouse gases, right? When especially when because they, like transporting, right? not just transporting but the entire process because they have to break things down so they Uh, go into like a factory of things so they use machines to reprocess them so that also i mean it makes sense to recycle at least you kind of like reuse it in a way you try to make new things from it but in the process you also create more greenhouse gases as well so yeah i think it's just a trade-off there's no there's like no one one answer fits all kind of thing. Mm, no, absolutely. And like you said, right? It's not. Sometimes it's not really about individuals. Sometimes we also have to rely on a very big picture, like say the policymakers of our own country or just the whole society. Because I feel like what's difficult for everyone or so or for each individual to be strictly environmentally friendly is because. Everything you just like delivered so in such a convenient way. If you want, I don't know, if you want a straw, they just give you a straw. Um, mm-hmm. if you want a, I don't know, like a plastic lid, plastic lid, they just give you a plastic lid. I everything just give it to you in such a convenient way that um sarcastically it actually take a one step further for the people to be environmentally friendly because they have to decline all the conveniences right and then mm. they have to reject whatever that's already prepared for you they have to reject the paper bags the plastic that come with and just have to bring their own like canvas bags everywhere they go right? it's, so it's, it's really like more society. work mm-hmm. but 
I have seen documentary about how people can do zero waste kind of lifestyle, which is a little extreme. But also after watching those documentary, um, you just kind of have this admiration of when you have this. I wouldn't say a dream, but it's like this pursuit. You are just amazed by how far people can go in order to protect our Earth or our planet, right?、Mm-hmm. So it also makes us think, like if these two,、uh, these people are doing these and can do such extreme things on a daily basis, then why can we, as in each individual, do just some? I don't a know, little like, bit more, yeah. yeah, a little bit more, just a little bit more to better the whole planet.、Mm-hmm. So it's a,、uh, it's something that we should be thinking about. Right? Yeah,、um, this whole episode, we're not trying to. I don't know, like put down one certain lifestyle. We're not saying one lifestyle is technically bad or not. Yeah. But it's 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 just something that we want、uh, like all the listeners to think about.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it also made me think about certain things that we were doing. Also, like it kind of gives tries to put things into perspective. Like try to re- really rethink about oh, what have I been doing to actually help the environment in a way. But at the end of the day, the the small things that we can do on our own does have an impact on the earth. But how big is that impact? Sometimes you question like how much can you actually or how much are you actually helping the environment by doing these kind of things? And what you mentioned that having a community, having people, or having you maybe influence other people also in terms of like or reducing your waste, um, trying to live this zero waste lifestyle of like. Um, trying to make your own compost, maybe right. Your trash, you don't really throw them all out. You segregate them, make your own compost. Try to reuse the compost or sell it or give it to other people who need it. Those are like small things that we can kind of like try to do and see if it's if it's sustainable for our lifestyle. I think it really requires a big habit change for a lot of people if they need if they want to change. But it's difficult. It has to be a choice. It's、mm. it's really a choice, right?、Um, if we don't like you mentioned about trying to get people to make policies for it, yeah, that's gonna be. I mean, it's harder to convince like a bigger population to automatically shift. Like what you said, having the convenience would actually probably make it better. Like for example, if the policy was really. Uh, beneficial for the environment, then it would be good, right? And then the convenience would shift to be something for the better of the environment, right? You don't, you're not given any more、um, plastic lids. You're not, you're not given straws anymore at all because the options are there, right? So at least that way, you still get the convenience, but you change also the entire lifestyle and like the whole ecosystem of things. I like what you said about the whole、um, people coming together and somewhat just influence each other. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I said it is because,、um, like locally here, there are zero waste groups that try to get people together. So, um, one one interesting group here is like there is actually a a bokashi. So I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but there's like a bokashi. Uh, movement, and they try to give you. If you, since we live in an urban environment, it's very hard to make compost if you don't have a garden. So they use this, this, um, this bacteria to break things down, and like they really teach you. They have like Zoom webinars for people to teach you, and they have 
they make groups to help assist the people and check up on you and how you're doing. Um, and it's really good. I mean, it's interesting. So I think it really depends. Like if you want to shift to that kind of lifestyle, try to find a community that can help you. Mm-hmm. At least that way, um, the community who have maybe have been doing it far longer have, than you can actually assist you and make things a little bit easier for your transition from one lifestyle to another. Yes, that's the community really helps, I think. Yeah. I do want to quote a sentence from one of my favorite writer, Peter Singer. Uh, so basically, he says that uh, people coming together more or less by accident and can have a catalytic effect on each other um, so that each achieve more than he or she would have done alone. So this is um, this also served the purpose of us having this podcast because we kind of hoping that we <laughs> could deliver or, or in a way spread our spread um, certain thoughts, thoughts just, right. yeah certain thoughts. thoughts to you just um, make you rethink not necessarily to convince or persuade um, in any ways but just um, rethink everything in your life um, we want yeah. to have one earth that's also <laughs> a very important thing <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's really nice to I think it's just with with how we're doing this podcast it's mostly just us airing out our thoughts about certain things that we may be doing sometimes that we talk about um and it's interesting because sometimes uh, i do get feedback that oh uh it's interesting how you guys took this topic into this kind of perspective and it's it's really nice because it sparks more conversation about um how different people think about different things so it helps us grow in a way so thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) and thank you for everyone who has been listening along yeah i know right i think that's a challenge of the podcast the question is who is listening but thank you i think it's it's interesting like some i i have friends who reach out to me so that's that's really great so thank you so much for that but i really like the quote people coming together more or less by accident right by accident have can have a cataclysm uh what catalytic effect on each other so that each achieves more than he or she would have done alone which is interesting right so we more or less met by accident yeah of course (laughs) we met by accident and that's how how we ended up in this crazy podcast together that's pretty much that's it yeah that's uh pretty much how we're gonna wrap up for today's episode um we hope you enjoyed, and as always, you can catch us on Instagram at Mongada Podcast. So basically, we release a new episode every other sun- every other week on Sunday, 7 p.m. Hong Kong Manila time. And uh, if you have any feedback, comments, or insights about today's episode or our any of our episode before, uh, make sure to leave us a review on Applecast or leave a comment on Instagram or just talk to us directly. Definitely um, follow us. Um, yes, please. Uh, Jesse, or just direct directly on Mangata podcast. You can yes, directly on Mangata, please. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'd love to hear from you, and if you like to hear more about us, uh, our ramblings about life and things, follow us, share this podcast to your friends or something. Until next time, bye. bye. Oh my God, we sing. <laughs>